Welcome, folks, to Beyond the Red Waste. Are we still thinking of changing the name? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We missed that last week, didn't we? We did. Ugh, we're monsters. We are. We have failed you. We failed you. Our dozens of listeners. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Oh, Theon. Uh, Spoilers ahoy. Of course. Uh, we will be discussing the second episode of uh, this season of Game of Thrones, uh, Stormborn. Stormborn. That's what. It, okay, I should have wrote that down. I didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't. It doesn't make any sense to write it down now. Well, I'm gonna need it later because that's how I name the the article. It's also the name of the file. Well, you know what? I'm writing it down. Okay, good. I'm glad. So I don't forget it. I'm glad. Uh, you know, this is the first time we actually, after last episode, we said, oh, let's sit down. We should actually take notes to this thing. We've said that many times. Many times. This is the first time we've actually done it. Throughout the many podcasts that I've been a part of, I've always been like, hey, I should probably take notes. This is the genuine first time I've taken notes. And, like, I mean, it'd be interesting if you did it for other episodes. Just the number of jumps we made... Well, they have said that this season, they, I mean, they got a lot of ground to cover. Right. So you're going to be going from, you know, Winterfell, Dorne. Right. You know, all over the fucking place. We didn't go to Dorne, but we had some Dornish people. Being kind of useless. Very useless. Fat lot of useless. Um, how, do, how do people train themselves not to do ums? And the sniffles and all the other annoying shit that we do all the time. They do it. They just edit it out. Is that what it is? Yes. People are on their own microphones. And when they're talking, so say if I'm talking and you suddenly give a really big juicy sniff. Since it's on your channel, when I'm editing the episode, I can just go in and edit it out of your channel. Seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like this stuff is hard. <laughs> Yeah, editing like, sucks, well, man. I, but but think about it for radio, though. You're not editing that. Oh, there's a mute button. If you ever got a cough for, since it's so uh, one directional, I mean, if you're sitting across from each other like we are, and you each have a, you know, you need that directional mic, or whatever the fuck they call it. If you hit your mute button and you cough, you're not hearing it on the other guy's mic. Huh. The more you know... Not, Podcasting 101 not, with Bob and Erica. Not Game of Thrones edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I guess we, let's start from the beginning. Um, sure. Bob the dog's going to come down first, though. He's going to come charging down with lots of snorts and cuteness. Uh-huh. So you start off, we start off in uh, Dragonstone. Yeah, I've got my notes done kind of weirdly here. <laughs> And we didn't get any hound, so we cannot talk about the rad hound topics I had to talk about this week. Oh, no. We will cover those... Next time we see the hound. Next week, yes. <laughs> Hopefully next week. 
Um, I would like to podcast with you guys. How awesome would it be if we got here's my snorting episode sixty of Dragon Ball Z abridged in that time too, and then we'd have a huge crossover episode. Massive. Little spoilers for the topics that Erica wants to discuss there. Um, uh, but anyways, we're, there's a certain gem from Steven Universe involved as well. That's but, true. Whatever. That's true. We're covering all the bases. Um, but we start in Dragonstone, and the weather's horrible. It's storming really bad. And I was actually a little disappointed there wasn't some joke about the weather was better in Essos. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're better than that. <laughs> eh. That, well, that, that, that meeting... Uh, well, no, that... Because... We're in Dragonstone a couple times in this episode. So the yeah, first, we bounced back a few times. The first one was basically the Varys loyalty test. I really liked that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's like we're all kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why would she be about this guy? Right. You know, why would she be into this? If... And I really liked the speech he gave. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about a king or a queen. I care about the fucking people. Right. He's like, yeah, and... Varys? Well, and... and... I think we've talked about this before, where Varys' motivation has always seemed... It's the realm. ...kind of dubious. Well, no, he says that in... And sure, he's a dubious character, but he says this in uh, Season 1, when Ned's in the dungeon. And Ned's like, who, who do you serve? Where, what are you about? And Varys well, says, always, yeah, I, I serve, serve the, the realm. realm. And he says that throughout the show in various places. But it was always kind of... I didn't feel like it was very convincing until this episode. I think that's and fair. he, you know, he talks about how you know I was one of the small folk and right came up from nothing and, and right, and so that was uh, that it was very convincing because Danny's going in. Yes, it's like oh dear, <laughs> yeah. There, I didn't have Varys in the death pool, but fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, but I still think Varys is uh, surviving everyone, but that's just my opinion. I think so too. Yeah, I think at the end he'll live. Uh, right after that, we get. Well, Vera says, "I don't, I won't offer blind loyalty." Right. It actually felt oddly prescient regarding <laughs> certain other political things going on this week in in the recent. So months. are we are we going to get gifs of Varys' speech with Comey's head? Anyone can only hope. Uh. But yeah, he's like, I won't offer you, I don't swear blind loyalty to you, but... Well, and, you know, Daenerys says, if you try to scheme on me, I'll... Well, she said, if you betray me, I'll you betray you, burn, burn you alive. alive. Right. You know, but... Because she's got she, a... she tells him, oh, I, I don't want you to scheme behind me if I'm ever doing something that's against the good of the realm or against the good of Tell the people. Me. Tell me. Right. Uh, I, I mean, of course, so, you gotta feel like... Very, like he, he would have had to have tried to do that with previous kings, you know. And right. then he only go, he resorts to scheming once well, that doesn't work. I think it's also he kind of reads the situation, right? He right. wasn't going to do anything with Joffrey. Right. There was nothing to be done with Joffrey. So right. it was just, this is fucked. Scheming. You know, it's just, I, I mean, the, the, in a way the narrative's t- telling, you know, obviously she's supposed to be different than the rest and whatever but like there's this like back of my head thing where it's like i'm just so jaded to politics where it's like if he thinks you're bad 
and he changes his mind, he's not going to say shit. No, of course. You're going to end up dead. Right, exactly. You can threaten him if you want. Right. But it doesn't matter. Well, Varys has also proven he's a pretty good skier. Right. But, yeah, that whole sequence was very good. Great. Yeah, great way to start the episode. Uh, and then you go... Uh, he's sticking at uh, Dragonstone and Melisandre shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I think we kind of figured. Right. Also, everybody's in rad new outfits. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> I thought it was very important. Because I'm looking around, I'm like, that's not what they were wearing before. Where did they get these rad new outfits? Are they in closets in Dragonstone? Do they have closets in Dragonstone? It, off, it opens up a whole host of new questions. Really, we have a list. Here's the other thing, though. You're, like, rolling up on this giant fucking castle, and you're just like, oh, yeah, we just live here now. How do you know there aren't people still in there somewhere? That castle is very large. It is. It I is. mean, I would hope that they sent the Unsullied through, and it was just like, check every literal nook and cranny. Right. Find one guy, like, in the bowels of Dragonstone. Like, well, Whoa. and he, here's an interesting thing, though. If this was our previous season of Game of Thrones... You probably seen that. Yes, but we time and space have no meaning anymore, and the throttle is all the way up. We're just which I think we're at a full fucking sprint here, which I think is causing a problem with some people, uh, because I, I was people uh, on the show or people like the pe- viewers. The show. Oh. Um, I think some people are really put off by how fast it's moving now, and the fact that time and space have. And I specifically say this because of a text message I got earlier tonight by some dick who... Did someone spoil uh, something for No, you? he didn't spoil it, but... Um, who? He's not related to me. Ah. By blood. So. He's the blood of your blood. Yes. Boom! Um, See how I brought it back? I, I did. I saw you did that. Masterful. Uh, but in you know, it's like it, it's it's jumping around time has like more or less time has no me and I think that you know I think that is bothering some people. It's not bothering me at all. It's not bothering me, um, but I can understand kind of that point of view. I mean, I can as well because this show was always about kind of the slow, sort of methodical, right? And I f- also feel like we just wasted that entire fifth season. You could have been doing. So much groundwork for this. Right. I, and I think it does, you know, and we've talked about this before, it did a disservice to the show. Because mm-hmm. now you go from super slow to super fast. Right. And it's jarring. Right. Well, we've even throttled up faster than we were going in season six. Right. Which is, like, insane. Because <laughs> we were going hella fast in season six. Right. So... Danny also learns of Jon Snow from the Melisandre. And Tyrion fills in the details. Yes. So. Which I liked because we, they did, you know, John was really kind of like not about Tyrion. And this is all really fresh in my mind because I just watched through season one a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, but John was emo and hated everyone. No, but they came to know each other and appreciate each other. Right. Right. They yeah. really kind of came away with an understanding. Right. So. Well, because Tyrion was always. Know, Tyrion's a dwarf. John's a bastard. Right. They're both hated by their, fa- well, certain parts of their families. Right. And, you know, they're now disrespected and they, so they, there was that kind of bond. Well, and they traveled up to the wall together and they really got to, Tyrion was up there for quite a while. They tr- they were with each other for quite a few episodes. Right. So they really kind of, you know, 
it, grew to know each other and uh, respect each other. That is a real. Is probably one of the first really good examples, at least in a long time, of something from the beginning of the show. Really re- tying up. in, right? Right. I will. I'm looking forward to them reuniting next episode. Yes. That should be good. We're um, on, yeah. Well, I'm really curious how that's going to go, because. Danny made the very strong point that he will bend the knee. Um, you know, John has been very pragmatic about doing what, you know, you got to do whatever you got to do to protect the North from right. the White Walkers. Which I've also been reading the, rereading the World of Ice and Fire book. Mm-hmm. It ties into Aegon's Conquest. Because that's what happened, uh, the king in the north, when Aegon came, he went to meet him, and he they's known through time now as the king who knelt, because he didn't fight, but he knew, if I fight, because he saw all of these other, uh, all the other kingdoms tried to, you know, go against him, and they all just got fucking decimated, so he was like, I don't need any northmen dying for this bullshit, so, right. sure, I'll bend the knee. Right. But, I, well, I while it's very does, pragmatic, I, I don't I, know that he does. I agree. I don't think he does. I think he will try to cut a deal. Come fight. We'll d- let's settle this after. Right. Because he's not, he's not interested in... In the... He had a speech about that tonight, too. Right. He just He doesn't care about ruling. He cares about protecting... The North. Well, not only the North, but the, whole but kingdom. the realm from right. the Long Night. And so I think it's going It's going to be interesting. I don't think he's going to bend the knee. And then Tyrion and Varys are going to have to convince her that this is not the fight worth fighting right now. Right. Because she's in, she's in the game. Well, she's in full, like, queen bitch of the universe. Uh, well, attempting, because she's not my beloved Cersei. Right. Who is the queen bitch of the universe. Right. But she's trying to get there. And we see... Um, Lady Oleana is uh, in Dragonstone as well, and she's like uh, trying to tell um, Danny, you know, you shouldn't be listening to, you know, any of this bullshit. Any, you're a dragon, act like a fucking dragon. Right. Peace doesn't last. Struggling towards that doesn't make sense. Right. So I, I think you, it'll be. I think next week's going to be very, very interesting. I also think though that little conversation that they had, and that happens a little bit later in the episode, but it's, it's the old guard still trying to tell the new guard how to do business, how to do shit, right. and we've already shown that the old way really doesn't fucking work. Well, because you know, and this was I don't think it was last season. I think it was the season before, where she says I, I don't want to stop the wheel. I'm going to break, break the, the wheel. wheel. Right. And, you know, that, you know, that's tossing the whole book out. So, right. yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know that Lady Olana makes it. I don't think so either. I, I think, think so I think all, pretty much all of the nobles. All of the old guard is, is for the most part, with like maybe Tyrion as an exception. Right. And Varys as an exception. Well, it's only people... I think it's only going to be people who genuinely believe in the new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, and Tyrion seems on board with that. Uh, Varys seems on board with that. Right. Um, 
and all these other fuckers who are in there, they're like, oh, no, 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 we're playing the game. Right, but there's something bigger than the great game going on right now. Right. And it's like, if we don't fix that, there ain't no game. There ain't no chessboard anymore. It's right. just, it's all gone. So, uh, so that's, and that's going to be, what's really interesting is John's going to have to convince Danny of this. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to end up happening is John's going to, ha- John's going to leave Dragonstone without a deal. You think he's going to have to bring down... It's, I, I think, because I think Danny's going to be so set in destroying Cersei. Right. That... Um, you know, and I don't, th- I don't know that Melisandre will be able to convince her, because I mean, that's the whole threat of the Long Night has been so hard for anyone to grasp. Well, and everybody just kind of, well, and Danny never, she wasn't really raised with that stuff, right? So she's like, well, I don't know what the fuck that is? What are you talking about? Right. White Walkers, we don't have those, and that's those. Right. So, it'll be. Uh... I, I'm very curious to see where they go with it next week. Very curious. Um, and we do know from the preview that they are meeting next week. Yes. So. Which should be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, anytime you're joining these characters, you know, it's 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 good. Yeah. Well, and... I, and that was what was so awesome about John and Sansa finally meeting back up last season. Because it's like, these are... Meetings that we've been waiting for. For And if you're years. a book reader, you've been waiting for it for fucking 20 years. Right. Uh, hint, hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we got, since we did jump around, uh, you know, I think some important things happened in Winterfell. Uh, I think Jon made a huge leap in trying to get Sansa's trust back. Mm-hmm. Leaving Winterfell to her while he right. rides down to meet with Danny. Right. Which everyone is like, that is a terrible idea. You are going to die. But he's like, you guys don't understand how dire the situation is. Right. And It's like a regular situation, but dire. Sorry. Like regular wolves, but dire. Probably going to do that one more time this episode. Uh, <laughs> um... Well, his speech was good, too. He's like, I didn't want this. Right. You guys gave this to me. So, fuck off. <laughs> Pretty much, right. Well, even Lady Mormont went against Who him. Who is our voice of reason. Right. Right. Which is interesting. Um... No, but I mean... Because she's pretty much stood behind him. There's also historical precedent, though, right? right? And Sansa brings it up. She's like, our grandfather, like, went south, too. And he didn't come home. Right. No, it's... <laughs> Our dad went south. He didn't come home. No, there's a, lot, there's a lot of very legitimate... But it all goes back to the, it, the... This isn't status quo anymore. Right. It's so off of the reservation that, yeah, it's the old way of doing things... Right. It just doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. I did like that um, Tyrion included in the message down to Jon, though, that, what was it, all uh, all uh, dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes, which is something that 
He right. told him way back in season one, so it's one of those like Tyrion actually wrote it was, this. Right. You know, we have kind of a rapport here. I don't think he would do anything to kill me or to hurt me. Right. In that relationship's going to be very important for the rest of the show. Oh, for sure. So well, and I mean, uh, Davos is going down to Dragonstone with, with John. Right. He's going to kill him. Yeah, she did. She's so dead. Yeah. Though if she's working under Danny's protection, that could cause problems. Right. And Davos is a smart man. I mean, he may bide his time until he has an opportunity to to uh, avenge poor Shireen. And we had we had a nice little scene right before, um, you know, John leaves mm-hmm. him down in the crypt. Oh, Littlefinger! Littlefinger's so dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so. He's like well, super and, dead. And you can tell it in the way they're scripting the show. You know, it, it, before, in previous seasons, anytime Littlefinger came on the screen, mm-hmm. he was the focus of whatever scene he was in. Right, not so much anymore. No, now he's just kind of off to the side right. and skulking. And... Well, and what I'm curious about, because at first I was like, he doesn't fucking love Sansa. He just sees kind of a way forward here. But what would make him kind of slip up? Right. Maybe he does genuinely have feelings for her, but he's thinking he can use that to his advantage, and it's kind of blinding him to what the actual situation is. Right. In which he is hella dead. Well, and what's really important is they set, you know, in that gesture to Sansa that really sets up loyalty back to John Because there was, you know, at the end of last season and the beginning of this, you know, the first episode... That relationship was strained. Right, but him oh. being like, no, I'm leaving Winterfell with you while I'm gone. Right, I trust you. Right, you exactly. Know, is uh, that, because my assumption was always that she was going to do something to betray John, and then she would have to make up for it. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. I think there might be some folks in the North Kind of being like, well, he abandoned us, and you're a fucking true, you're a Stark, so. Yeah, but if that happened, I don't think I think he'd be like, fine, Queen of the North. Oh, care. John, no, well, no, that's the thing. John doesn't give a shit. I'm saying Sansa is not going to be like, oh yeah, totally, Queen of the North. No, yeah. I don't think she would betray John like that. I don't think so. And they gave you a reason to think that this episode that Where, she wouldn't betray that she wouldn't. Right. Right. Versus if they if they didn't have that scene this episode, there would have been this giant. Oh, maybe she will. Maybe she won't. Right. And I'm actually, it's almost surprising that they didn't leave it more ambiguous. We don't have time for it. That's the thing. Right. And we gotta go. We gotta go. Go. Speaking of, we gotta go. Yes. Uh, Jora, down in Old Town. Poor guy. I legitimately thought you were gonna be sick when we were watching. That this scene, scene was so gross. So, uh, we get, um, well, before that happens, we've got, uh, Sam and the Grand Maester in with Jorah. Archmaester. What's that? Arch? Archmaester. I keep saying Grand, sorry. I did that last episode, too. Um, and they're basically, the Archmaester is telling him, you know, you're pretty much, you're a dead man. You've got six months with your 
kind of mind intact still, and then you're... You're dead. You're just fucked. Right. And he tells him, because you're of one of the noble houses, I'm not going to send you off immediately. You'll die. I'll give you an evening. And then he, like, looks at his sword and is like, you do with that what you will. Right. And leaves. And, uh... Sam hears that he's a Mormon, and he's like, "Right, wait, no, wait." So, because he knew, um, I forget his first name, but uh, Commander Mormon was the um, commander of the Night's Watch back in you know season one, season two, and um, yeah, you know Sam knew him and very loyal to him. So it's, I'm not gonna let, you know. No, you're not going to fucking die. Right. So Sam finds this uh, treatment for Grayscale. Very kind of hyper painful and horrific. And not necessarily safe to perform. Right. I'm sure Sam will be fine, but... Right. This, I think, is really an example of one of those things where this would have been an all-season-long plotline. But we resolve it in the space of, like, 15 minutes. And it's kind of funny because it's like, ooh, Drag, this is one of those things where you're just fucked. And Sam reads a book and it's like, oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> so the show well, suffers for those, that kind of stuff. Right. But. It, and, of course, Sam read the one book. Right. In all, all of the, the books. Like, hundreds of thousands of books in this library. Right, that, ooh, oh, we got it. So yeah, poor Jorah is like, it's large hunks of his skin like ripped off and he can't scream because they don't know, they're not supposed to know that Sam is down there doing this to him. Right. Trying to cure him. Of course. Then it's going to be like, well, how Jorah escapes or because I can't see the Archmaester coming down there. I think Sam might bounce. So Sam's entire purpose of being in Old Town was to... uh, Find out about the Dragonglass and cure Jorah. Yes. And that's it. And that's it. Alright, let's go back up to... uh... Or the Maesters might toss him. Because of what he did. Because you're not... That's like... Yeah. Unless you fake that Jorah killed himself. I don't know. I'm, I would like to say it'll be interesting to see how that resolves itself, but... I genuinely don't care about exactly. that storyline at all. No. There's no... Because there's so... There's just nothing down there that's I of don't, interest. I, I just don't care. Because I know it's a means to an end. Right. And just show me the end. I don't care about the means. Right. Maybe if it was a, a point where we would get, like, a full season arc out of it, but that was never going to happen this year. Because we didn't get Old Town until last season, right? At the very, 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 very last part episode. Of, part of the Blitz. So you, it's something introduced in the Blitz. It's like... Mm. No. Uh, da, 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 da. Have we talked about King's Landing at all? We have not gone to King's Landing yet. Okay. So Cersei is uh, threatening the Tyrell Bannerman. Mm-hmm. Basically saying your you know, liege lord is in open rebellion to the throne. And, uh, you know, you better fight for me or you're fucked, basically. So, and then you've got, uh, speaking of Sam, 
Yeah, Lord CM's, Carly. Sam's dad makes an appearance. He's hyper dead as well. Oh, so dead. Yeah, he's not long for this world. And the question is, how did he die? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so they're in that throne room. Uh, and notice how empty it is. Well, because there's nobody... That was the way it was last uh, week, too. There's nobody in there because there's no nobles left. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think she wants anybody in there. She just wants her guards because Cersei be prey. Right. And, you know, Lord Tarly says, well, you know, Aegon had three dragons. Right. And he took all of... Right, what do you got? What do you, what's your plan here? Well, and he kind of... I mean, he talks to... He's an asshole. Yeah. He's a genuine asshole, but he's kind of that old school where he's like, I'm not, I took an oath to the Tyrells. I'm not an oath breaker. And of course, Jamie is like, well, you took an oath to the, the throne as well. So, right. yeah. Yeah, well, it, it sounded like the way I read it was basically like Jamie wanted him to do something dishonorable to kill Lady Olena. Right, so offer me something, something good. Right. Like and, Warden of the South. Right. And then, sure, I'll, yeah. I'll break any oath you want me to. Right. Because it was like, cause Tar- it sounded like Tarly was perfectly fine with going to war, but, you it know, something on, shady. Well, it depended on for who. Right. Because when Jamie was like, well, who are you going to fight for? He was like, I don't know. So, yeah, so Jamie basically says we'll make you one of the South. Right. But he's dead. He's so dead. He's very, very dead. So is Lady Oleana, though. So, I mean. She is, yes. Which makes me sad, but she is definitely not long for this world. Right. Uh, the other thing of interest going on down in uh, King's Landing is they have a, what I'm calling a dragon solution. Which I don't know how effective that will be. It's basically um, oh, a giant crossbow. There you go. They had a name for him in Age of Empires, and I can't think of what they used to call him. But yeah, I can't. I yeah, don't know. I don't remember it. But it's basically a big giant crossbow. Well, because the problem is, you've got a couple tactical problems with that weapon. First of all, you're shooting at a target that's moving that moves very fast, right. it and can it breathe is fire huge yes the the weapon itself so it's you can't move it to aim very quickly so you know you're basically stuck in like a tracking system where you got to be watching like okay 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 it's shoot now so it's very but that's kind of cersei's folly though isn't it where it's like let me build this kind of badass weapon that ultimately probably isn't going to do much for us right um and well, and that's the question: Is it is this going to be where she finally fa- her crazy idea that finally fails completely? You know, the mountain failed to a degree, mm-hmm. even though he still killed what's over. You think that Septa's still alive? She's still alive, isn't she? Oh God, yeah. Like they need someone needs to find her. Yeah. Like in the final like couple episodes, and just be like, holy shit. Yeah. So. No, I don't know why I just thought of her. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. I, I don't... Because I, I think you definitely... We'd lose at least one dragon. I don't think we lose a 
Cersei, though. No. I think there's a certain king that needs a dreadmount. That's kind of where I think that's going to go down. Yeah, I agree. Um, No, I think... I think ultimately... Cersei's going to go down. She's going to go down quick when they finally decide to push in. And that's just going to be all there is to it. I'm looking forward to her reaction when Casterly Rock is taken by the Unsullied. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be good. Um, It's going to be kind of a meltdown for the ages. There is one wild card, but we'll talk about that last uh, with the end of the episode. But we've got... I see, I think he's a momentary distraction. You can talk about him now. Okay, so at the end of the episode, you cut to... Uh, what's her name in the, on the show again? I can never remember. Yara. Yara. Yara's fleet. And they're uh, transporting the sand snakes back to... What is the, the woman's name? I can never remember her name. Oh, the mother? Yeah, she was Oberyn's paramour. I don't ever remember her name. I was trying to think of it when we were watching, and I'm like, I got nothing. But she's flirting up a storm with Yara. I almost oh, choked on my food. I was it was amazing. So hard. And that Theon's just like, like oh, fuck's sake. Oh, Theon. I don't have a dick. Oh, poor Theon. No. 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 Yeah. No. He's kind of the worst. Um. Which it... was an odd choice. For him, this episode as well, I thought. Yeah. Because I understand he's been traumatized on a level that is just insane. Right. But there was that moment last season where Yara was like, I need you with me. You with you need to be with me. And right. he said he was with her. He was not with her. No, and what what I thought was, because, you know, his... his his facial um, acting, you know, really just told the story of it. You know, he panicked because, mm-hmm. like, there there is one possible read of it that he knows he can't win this situation. Jump in the water and come back. Okay, but you're gonna jump in the water in the middle of God knows where at night. But also, where do you go with him from here? I don't know. But I mean, but because of the way his his facial reaction, it said no, that is not it. This was just him running away. Yes. Um, it looked like he was having Ramsey flashbacks. Right. So, which, like I said, he's traumatized on a level that's like you or I don't know. You know. Yeah. So it's it's not surprising he reacted the way he reacted. But at the same time, it, it's it's uh, and it's kind of exasperated because in the scene before Yara is like, "Oh, he'll be," because what's her not supposed to be like, right? Well, what's he going to be in this grand new, you know, whatever? And she's like, "Oh, he'll be my protector," and it's like, yeah, not so much. No, no, and the you know the attack comes out of nowhere. I enjoyed seeing Euron being a fucking like axe crazy bonkers pirate i enjoyed that yeah solid battle solid battle i i kind of dig the euron crazy yes you know someone said you know oh euron's gonna be the 
the most out there villain the show's seen. He's gonna be even worse than Ramsey. And well, no. No. No one's gonna be ever worse than Ramsey. No. Um but you know, I see I see Euron being a very fun villain. We're going to enjoy the limited time we have with him. Yeah, because it, it can't be long. Because I also don't think he's making it out of this season. No. Because, you know, in the whole thing, you know, when they all assemble at Dragonstone, you know, her whole speech is... Whose whole speech? Or, it's not really a speech, but, you know, her Daenerys' response to all of the the, the council is, I don't want to just go and burn it all down. Right. You know. Well, that's what prompts the the chat with Oleana. Right. She's like, peace never lasts. You're a dragon, act like a dragon. Right. So. But you know, you're right. You don't want to rule over ashes. Right. Which and I enjoyed that Tyrion said that to her earlier. And, and she, she used repeated it, it later. Though. Right. Um, but. Because Euron has now destroyed her fleet, um, now you've taken a pretty big chess piece away. Right. So right, you right. may so be King's forcing Landing the hand. Is kind of off the board. Well, not necessarily. You can't attack it by sea anymore. Right. But we saw Stannis try to attack it by sea. Exactly. Didn't work out so hot. No. So, and and you know how much threat do the Ironborn pose, you know, on land. You know, they have a thousand ships. That's right. a lot of real raiding and pillaging. Sure, sure. But as a, a formed army. Well, I also think Euron has some higher aspirations. Right. I mean, he wants Cersei, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested to see how they play that out. Well, it's going to happen quick, whatever it's going to do. Yeah. Probably all happen like in five minutes next episode. Right. Uh, uh, then, uh, since we're back at Dragonstone a little bit, uh, one thing we missed was uh, the scene between uh, Grey Worm and Ramsey. Ramsey? Fast and Furious. Oh, I was like, Ramsey, he did. <laughs> I thought that was a very touching scene. Yes. I like that. She'd get sexy. See, what we need, though, is a tit bingo for Game of Thrones. We need tits bingo. Because I don't think we've seen Missandei's tits. No. What was really funny, I thought about this. Because it's like what they did with the Red Woman in uh, that first episode last season. It's just like, "Oh, oh, sexy times. Okay, great. And then we cut to Jorah having skin literally hacked off of his body. With all the pus and disgustingness yeah. that that entails. Yeah. So it's HBO giveth, HBO taketh away. I'm telling it, you, I, I... That was... You look like you're gonna throw up. That was hysterical. But no, I like that they kind of... They've been playing that little relationship out kind of in the background these last couple years. So, here's the question, though. Lay it on me. As we are big Fast and Furious fans... Did Ludacris and Tyrese watch this episode? Somewhere. And they're texting each other. Yes. Or they call each other. It's, We've been working on this for I, four I movies like now. I think that in the multiverse somewhere, <laughs> where the Fast and Furious movies are actual things that happen. 
that those two characters felt some sort of disturbance <laughs> in the force. <laughs> and we're like, something's wrong. I still would have loved at the end of that movie if she walked in on the arm of Jason Statham. That would have been... I mean, Jason Statham and The Rock are meant to be together in that universe. But right. still, that would have been amazing. But... No, yeah, I thought it was a nice scene. And it was. he's like, yeah, don't take off my underwear because my junk is horrifying. But she's like, nah, man, I got it. No worries. Uh, Grey Worm is super dead. Yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah. although, we are kind of late enough into the series at this point that, you know, that scene doesn't necessarily spell death. Not necessarily, but... But probably. Probably. Because who else of the major players... Daenerys has to lose somebody. Right. You know? And it's not going to be Tyrion. It's not... It, it's just... I think that that's one of the longest kind of running people with her. You know? And I... Well, and that's yeah. the most... He's the most pure. Right. Right. Yeah, he did. He's... Unfortunately. I like Grey Worm. Then we've got one person left. Oh, we time. haven't talked about Aria. No. I got a... What? Hmm? Right. Oh, you said no, and I was like, we haven't talked about her yet. What are you talking about? And I'm saying no. We no, yeah, I got you. Oh, okay. I got you, yes. Now, it's been an emotional roller coaster over here at the Molinero, uh, at, the, at the old uh, homestead at House Lombard these last uh, couple days. I got a little teary. I got a little teary. Even though I knew it was coming, I got a little teary. But first, we get, um... Actually, I got teary both scenes, but whatever. Uh, so Aria is at the Inn at the Crossroads. And Hot Pie is there. Hot Pie! Still fat, which I appreciate. <laughs> I like that. I hate it when there's a fat character that comes up, and the next time you see them, like, years later, they lost all this weight. Hot Pie stayed fat. I appreciate that. Fat Hot Pie. Fat Hot Pie. Hashtag Fat Hot Pie. But they, um... They talk a little bit, and Arya's uh, kind of following these guys who are heading to King's Landing, because that's... No, she's killing Cersei. Fuck everything else. So, uh, she's talking to Hot Pie, and he's like, uh, oh, you're not heading back to Winterfell? And she's like... Why the fuck would I do that? Right, the Boltons have that. And he, he's like, oh, you really don't. Stark took it back. And this is... She didn't know this. Right. And it was refreshing to see her be like... No, I still have family. I need to. I need to go back to Winterfell. Right. And they kind of play it as if she's not gonna turn around and head back north. But ultimately, she chooses to head north. Right. Which is awesome. Well, because at this, like you said, at this point in the show, you know, you don't have time. We don't have time to be hemming and hawing. No. Right. It's whatever. Whatever happens now is the final decision. Right. For each of those actions. Well, so. and it's like what they said at the at during the trailer for the season. What is it? Like the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. So the Starks gotta come drawn together. back together, and that's how they're gonna survive the winter. Because we 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 lost poor Rickon. He's eating serpentine. Get serpentine. Got man. a serpentine, man. Learn that from Metalocalypse. Serpentine! <laughs> it's an insane show. 
If you've not watched Metalocalypse, you should watch Metalocalypse. Go back and watch it. You should watch it. It's it's outstanding. Uh, um, Never yeah. should have went to a half hour long, but that season gave us the Pickles Rock Opera. And I'm pretty sure the reason I was put on this earth was to witness the Pickles, Pickles Rock, Rock Opera. Um, we lost Rick on. We lost Rob. That's it, right? Yeah, I mean, it feels like more. Oh, and the parents, but still. Right, so you got Sansa, Arya, uh, Bran. I'm very, very excited for Arya to get to... Back to Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. that'll be good. Um, Can we talk about how Tormund is, like, also probably really massively dead? Oh, I know. I'm really upset about that. The only reason I think he might survive is because... So that him and Brienne can have all of their babies. Yes. But also because there's no other... Um, kind of point of view character, for lack of a better term, up at Eastwatch. Oh, for the, the wildlings. That's at true. all. Yeah, that's true. So... That's true. Uh, well, it, and the Brotherhood is heading up there too, right? To Eastwatch. Right. Because the Hound had that... Oh god, that scene last week was so good. Had that uh, vision. Right. So they're probably heading up that way. Oh, Tormund and the Hound. Oh, Bob, it's gonna be so good. Um. Oh, and then, yes, we had uh, Aria. It's something that they were kind of hinting at during the previews of last episode. She's camping out in the woods. And then, uh, Wolfpack rolls up. And she says, she doesn't think it's Nymeria. No. Because she does say, no, that's not you. But it's, I think it's pretty clearly Nymeria. I don't know if you feel that way. It's like a real regular wolf. Dire. Um, I, I what think... episode of South Park is that from? What was the, what was the... Is that, or is that from the game? Was it from the game? It might be from the game. Well, the game was great. The game was surprisingly enjoyable. I, the, the next one comes out this year. I didn't have any expectations for that game, but I had a lot of fun with that game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's from the game. Okay. The Stick of Truth. Our, uh, the next game's going to look really good on our high-end gaming PC. <laughs> Not as good as Undertale looks. <laughs> one day we should just have a discussion about the high-end gaming PC and how we've Yet to fully utilize its potential. Yeah. All the games we play on the PC are super low graphically. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Mostly Um, me. But. New argument here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we get this uh, reunion of Aria and Nymeria. And Nymeria doesn't repurpose shreds. So I think it's pretty clear that that is Nymeria. Right. I don't know if it's. They're using. Some kind of reference of the dog from the first season. Yeah. I don't but know. because I just watched it, the dog that they, the close up looks pretty similar to what Nymeria looked like. At least what I remember her looking like. Right. So, yeah, because otherwise, yeah, they would have just murdered her. I, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I told, I said this to you, I was like, you know, I don't want it to happen, but it would be kind of amazing it would if be they very, just. Very Game of Thrones. Just. Killed her if right there. If just a there. wolf pack stumbled upon Arya and she turned her back on them, it, it, that was a 
sad attempt at an NWO Wolfpack joke, but it I aborted halfway through, so yeah. ejected right away because I couldn't remember the second half of the song. It was a terrible video. Oh, the NWO Wolfpack. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Well, so is you you feel like it's Nymeria? I'm pretty sure it's Nymeria. Um, and what I think is that. Aria may run into a little trouble on her journey and up to Winterfell, pack. and the pack will devour whatever trouble she runs into. That, that's very... I like that. Do we think Arya killed those soldiers last episode? I don't think she did. I don't think so, either. I don't think... I think if she had continued down to King's Landing, maybe. Right. But I think with her turning back to Winterfell, I think that's kind of showing you where she's kind of coming from. Right. Because she was pretty cold to Hot Pie, too. Yeah. I mean, she's been through some shit now, right? She's a very different person than when they last parted ways. Right. But there's still some of the old Arya in there. And I'm pretty sure she's going to kill Widow Moon. Arya? Interesting. If she finds out what happened to Sansa, and that was because of Littlefinger, he did. Well, he did either way. Yes. But he is. He is. But he so was also dead. one of the ones who orchestrated or betrayed Ned in season one. Question. Answer. Do we see Varys and? Littlefinger one more time before Littlefinger's dead. I don't know that we do. And that makes me sad. Because one of my favorite scenes from the entire show is that scene of those two in the throne room uh, where Littlefinger's kind of staring at the throne and they kind of verbally spar. Uh, and it's oh, it's just great. But I don't think so. Unfortunately. It would be a shame when he goes because then we'll we won't be able to play the game of which accent does he go with for this episode. Why was he... It was when he came back in, like... Was it season six? I was like, what are you doing with that voice? It's like you're Irish. Just use your normal accent. Right. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do, babe, but... Let's stop. His hair from The Dark Knight Rises was amazing. It was very, uh... He is in that fucking movie, isn't he? Yes. He's in the plane at the beginning, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes, he He's is. He's a CIA agent. It was very reminiscent of, um, what's his face from Aliens? It would be very painful for you. <laughs> I love the Bane voice so much. It's a good thing they did tone it down. It warms my bones. Uh... <laughs> Give it back to you. Anything in the pre- The people. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> okay. I love you, Tom Hardy. Okay. Anything from- You had a question. The preview that we need to discuss. I mean, I think the biggest thing is John warping down to uh, Dragonstone. You know, I think that's going to be huge. And then I think- 
we get uh, the Unsullied taking Casterly Rock next episode as well. So we might not see Cersei's reaction next episode, but taking the seat of House Lannister is going to be... Um, why did you give me that weird look? Uh, well, I'm, I, I need a map of Westeros. Why do you need a map? Time and space have no meaning anymore. N- not for distance purposes. No, I need a higher quality image. For what purposes do you need a map of Westeros to? Strategic purposes. Ah, here we go. I believe Casterly Rock is fairly close to King's Landing. Uh, but well, then so is Dragonstone. On, uh, Casterly Rock is on the other side. Because King's Landing is in the east. Casterly Rock is in the west. Casterly Rock is in the west. Um... So what what I'm actually looking at, it doesn't actually have Dragonstone on here. But I know Dragonstone is actually pretty close to King's Landing. It's mm-hmm. closer to King's Landing than uh, Casterly Rock. Oh, because it's the seat of the Targaryens, and that's... Right, right. Right. So we know that... We know that Cersei doesn't have... Uh, I need a better so you're wondering how are the unsullied getting over there that's part of it but i'm also looking at so here here's the map Mm -hmm. so you get the tyrells martells baratheons targaryens tully so we know against 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 Mm -hmm. against for against but you know there's Tyrells that are going to align with Cersei against so three at best no right and once Lannister falls two at best no they're fucked very 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 fucked yeah so yeah that's what I was looking for is Gotcha. The, because they're just going to be completely surrounded. Oh, right. Well, who's left of House Baratheon? House Baratheon is, like, done, isn't well, it's it? it's just King's Landing and its surrounding lands. Right. So, you'll have Bannermen. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And that's about it. But for how long? Because I'm sure there's the, I mean, there's the rumors of Cersei being unfaithful and her well, having been the one that killed Robert. I mean... And I mean, you know, besides Dragonstone, um, that area, that realm of, uh, or kingdom is, Mm -hmm. you know, like the second smallest. So they're not going to have as many resources. Well, and they touched on that last episode with the Tyrells saying that they have like the food for the realm. So if we don't bring them to heal, we're all kind of fucked. You're not feeding any kind of an army. Right. So, we all know Cersei's done. It's just a matter of how hard she's going to go down. Done, you said. Yes. I was like, I thought you said dumb. And I'm like, no, we don't. We don't all know that Cersei's dumb. No, only I know that Cersei's dumb. (laughs) Uh, Anything else before we wrap up? 
no, I think that's going to do it for uh, today. I mean, we had stuff happening, plots moving forward, and very, very quickly, but I, the big stuff is going to start happening next episode. Yeah. Like, we're seeing the Danny and, jo- Danny and John meeting for the first time. That's huge. That's monumental, you know? Right. And then uh, Area potentially getting back to Winterfell and us seeing Casterly Rock for the first time. I mean, these are the big sort of earth-shattering events that are really going to shape the latter half of the season. Right. Because we're already almost halfway over. Yeah, I know. Seven episodes is not a lot. No, it's really not. But I am at the point, though, where I'm starting to wonder how... You know, if we're going to see much of the White Walkers uh, south of the Wall this season. I I don't think we're going to see that at all. No. I've amended my my thoughts. After the Wall didn't, because I, after we watched, not after, while we were watching last episode, they mentioned the Wall a lot. And I was like, the Wall might be coming down at the end of this episode. Once it didn't, I think it'll come down in the very last episode. What would you think of... Um, do you think maybe they might do like a, another Hard Home episode? Kind of where you see their army you know, break through and... The wall? Yeah. Well, here's how I believe that the wall is getting broken through. We spoke about someone needing a dread mount. Yes. Dragons breathe fire. They do, but what if it's an ice dragon? Those are beneath Winterfell. We love you, Aaron. <laughs> and your tinfoil hat. <laughs> um, no, I think that's how the wall comes down. Okay. I mean, also feasible, the size of the... White Walker army at this point is so vast. You could pull a World War Z and just start slamming against the wall until you create the dumb, stupid, like, body tower and start going over that way. Horrible movie. Man, movies suck. Um, but I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I. Walls coming down this season. Littlefinger dead as fuck this season. Still pretty sure Cersei's dead this season, but we'll see. I think she has to be, because we we know next season's only six episodes, and there you have to wrap up the you have to do the long night. Well, what I would imagine, because if you kill the Night's King, the long night isn't coming. Well, that's the point, right? Right, right, exactly. You get winter, right, and. Winter always comes. Those fucking Starks are always right eventually. Um, but I think you avoid the Long Night if you can slay the Night King. So I think... I mean, the last episode is probably going to be some either sort of a time skip or some kind of like Lord of the Rings-esque ending where it's, you know, we're jumping from place to place to place to place and tying up Where all you're these... playing the, the ending music for 45 minutes... And it's just time jump, time jump, jump. Um, oh, now I've got that music stuck in my head. 
Which music? The Lord of the Rings music? Yeah. It's good music. It is good music. Um, but now it's got to play for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. You know, because it's kind of like... There still has to be something because it, it's Game of Thrones and it can't just be we're all focused on this one thing. I think that last, the very last episode of the series is going to be very difficult for them because I think there's got to, whatever battle ends up being the end, you you need a lot of wrap up after it. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I think the, the final battle takes place over the first like four episodes of that that last season, and then you slave save either that last one or last two for wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, oh. we don't have to wait until uh, twenty nineteen for it. Be really annoying, Game of Thrones. Yes, it would be, but. All right, folks, uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. If you uh, can spare a moment or two, if you could like and subscribe, uh, that helps, you know, in a, in a little way. We, we would appreciate it if you could. Drop uh, a review, maybe. You could also write a review if you feel so inclined. Uh, check out the uh, other great podcasts that we have on the um, network. The uh, Team Puma Knife. Team Puma Knife. We have uh, Improvised Weapons, which is a uh, real play D&D podcast. We also do uh, After the Movie, which I promise we are still doing. It's just been a little rough over here the last couple weeks. Uh, I am almost done editing our Transformers cast, which has been a slog and a half. Um, and then we also have a Spider-Man episode in the hopper. So uh, hopefully to get those out uh, in the next week. Yeah, and definitely uh, Improvised Weapons. They're up to their fifth episode, which will come out this Wednesday. You're right. I think they just finished up their first uh, kind of introductory storyline. Mm-hmm. So good place to jump on if you're uh, if you're looking for something of that nature to rock out to. Yeah. So as always, from House Lombard, uh, I am Erica, and that was Bob. And we will see you next week. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. 